belly of a woman and what treasures are in the belly is just oh my it's so it's it's where do I even start you know it's the center of the feminine power and it's also the center of human creativity you know in the in the belly there is the womb and I also feel you know when I talk about that I already feel a bit of an aggression because we are told to have a flat belly and it's so it is so disturbing welcome everyone welcome to my podcast sex and art in this podcast i'll combine my passion for art and sex with my passion for very interesting people in every episode You'll be allowed a peek into their world and we'll find out how they connect to art and sex. I'm your host, Zir Berlin, and now let's find out who's our guest today. Welcome, Melanie. Welcome to my podcast, Sex and Art. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. I'm excited about our little talk. Yeah, me too. And um, I read a little bit about you um, on your homepage. And that's actually quite interesting what you write there. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you write, eternal student of body, mind, soul and universe, deep, empathetic, sensual, Bold, spiritual, tantra, yoga, embodiment, vipassana, tantra practitioner, philosopher, yoga teacher, therapist, social scientist. That's a lot. And it's really interesting that when I met you, I actually thought you were a social scientist. When did that happen? All the other things. Or have you been that before? All the other things. Um, I am still a social scientist. Okay. Um, I'm still a scientist at heart as well, I would yeah. say. Um, I'm always curious about the origins and the uh, connections and the depth of things in this world. Um, and when we met, I tried to re- built it in my head um, we, we met um, in a three or four months long course um yeah. greenberg course it's like a, a body therapy thing for women yeah and yeah. um yeah i thought you were like a really down-to-earth natural friendly <laughs> human being sometimes a bit on the sh on your shy side um and then i read you write about self-pleasuring on social media the hell <laughs> oh my god I can like this is uh triggering a lot of answers well first of all of course I remember where we met I was just thinking about when it was it was a few years ago and I already was on the path of embodiment and I already was diving deep into the yoga philosophy and practice and so for me looking back it was a really organic development Mm. of myself and also of my professional life when we met yes I was about to finish my PhD in uh, yeah. social science and um, and I also can remember that I think this was my first intense and I may not maybe not my first but like in this in this container of a three month long group of women um It was a very intense experience for me because I'm, I'm not a natural group person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love I love humans. I love people. I love to be surrounded by people. But like big groups, um, are not a natural thing. And and at the same time, they are very transformative because we are social beings and showing up in groups and making ourselves vulnerable in groups mm. is um, takes a lot of power and energy and uh, boldness. 
Um, and I think I do have those qualities, but um, I'm still an introvert. I'm, I'm still an introvert that shares things in one-on-one -on -one much better and shares things in groups or on social media with the purpose of, I think it might touch someone and um, be of value for other people. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And I don't mind to talk about uh, topics like self-pleasure and sexuality and death and yeah. all these things that other people have, might have some um, blockages around or it's not so easy. Mm -hmm. um, What do you think is the reason that it's easy for you to talk about these things? Well, I do have a little bit also of a provocative nature. Ooh. <laughs> and I like to I like to provoke a little bit in terms of that these irritations are also the ground of transformation and also the ground of going deeper and um, and questioning things and um, yeah getting getting to know different perspectives and also the nat nature of different kinds of human beings and how the body mind system works and all of that um, yeah that's so that always has been your your interest basically to work with people it always has been my interest and I think that is one of the reasons why I was not very happy in my social science career because yes you do work with people but it is on a quite distance like it's it's on a distance it's you know the science that is in place there is keeping you really from from a personal intimacy mm. and my heart really starts to glow and I really start to like to get excited uh, about when I also in my work when I can create like a deep intimacy with the person in front of me and we go deep 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 saying that of course you know as a social science scientist you ask questions in interviews and And you do go intimate, but in my field of work, it was not so much the case. And, and also what I really love about my work now is that I can support someone in, in a personal journey, you know, in these social science interviews, it's more about, yeah. uh, um, mostly about then you abstract the interviews into something to make things less complex and understandable for, um, for more people. But you leave out the, sometimes you leave out the things that are very individual. And I love to be like really tuned into the individualistic needs and desires and purposes and, and sufferings of people and to be there for a longer amount of time. There's mm. someone talking about their passion and maybe also their purpose. Hmm? Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, is there something... Um, No, before I ask that, um, I really want to know, what do you do actually? You call it on your homepage that you work for empowered freedom and authentic intimacy. Mm. Um, for me, these are very big words and I can't imagine what you actually do. Maybe you can describe that shortly. Yeah, so um, I try. <laughs> you can also try. take your time, that's also fine. <laughs> um, Well, these these four words, um, I think, still crystallize the core of my passion and of my purpose in my own personal growth and also in 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 my work, in my professional mm -hmm. work. Um, so I start with authentic intimacy. What I find and what I learned and what I experience is that the desire for intimacy is something that is inherently human. So every one of us is, is driven by finding these intimate moments with oneself. Still a lot of people mistake it, I think, by you know looking for that in intimacy just outside of themselves yes. with someone else. Um, but it is a, it is a, like, it is a, 
how do you say in English? There are two Germans talking English. <laughs> a two-way two street. A two-way street. <laughs> two-way street. So you need to be you need to be able to be intimate with yourself in order to be intimate with someone else. And true intimacy is about being vulnerable, being um, being able to show up in whatever is and to be. I think what comes, you know, what comes before even is to be present and connected with the present, with, with the present moment, like with what is in every moment inside of yourself, what is showing up, what wants to arise, things also that might feel uncomfortable, but they are there. Like to be authentic means that you don't, you know, you don't try to push them away or hide them or, you know, a lot of things are also going on in the subconscious, but to work on getting more and more of your being into consciousness and authentically allowing them to be, to embrace them with love and compassion and acceptance. And, um, and then in the second, uh, the second step would be to also express what is there for you in the moment to someone else, to the world, whoever is around. Wow. And so when you when you when you're saying all this, um, how many years do you work with your clients? <laughs> well, you know, it depends on. Well, I'm I'm laughing because my my head is already racing, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it 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 depends. It depends, and I'm laughing because sometimes you get an insight that is really transformative, not only in the mind. You know, a lot of things we understand rationally very quickly. You know, most of us are super intelligent and smart um, but the thing is how to get it into and I love the lightness of our talk and the laughter yeah. and the fun um, to uh, to have this 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 rational thing embodied like to really experience this as an embodied thing like to feel it in your bones in your flesh in your soul that this is the truth and um and this can happen in an instant like you know it doesn't need to have like years and years of like sessions definitely not mm -hmm. um and then It is also good to have someone, uh, and it doesn't need to be the same person, uh, to have someone with you along along the way. Like I still uh, receive coaching because I think it's the uh, like it's the fastest and easiest way to see your blind spots. You can do all the work on yours by yourself. You know, you can do everything you want by yourself. I I stand by that, but it's. Uh, most probably also the hardest work, you know, not to ask for support and not to be witnessed in your transformation and not to um, be asked uh, nasty questions sometimes, you know, that feel uncomfortable and not to be mirrored. So, um, yeah. And, and I think also to digest um, your session, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I'm more from the classical systemic coaching um, perspective. I come from that perspective. And uh, we were taught that it is important to have uh, supervision so that mm. we regularly yeah. do talk um, with people who understand the situation because yeah. it's important that we don't put that on the client, um, but, you know, deal with our own issues ourselves. And it's yeah, like a psycho hygiene. Yes. Which yeah, is yeah. 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 I, I totally support that. It's so important to continuously also as a coach to develop your Uh, abilities to be empathetic and to be connected but to have your professional distance and we are all humans of course I feel um, I feel my clients pleasure but also sufferings I feel the challenges and it is it's so important to to keep the distance and also sometimes you, you it's good to talk with someone about that as well absolutely and And I can also, you know, I also think it's it's one of my tasks as a, as a good coach. I don't even know if I like the word coach, but let's keep it. Yeah, that. I, don't I, see use any. A, I see you as a sexual healer, uh, since you also trade yoni <laughs> eggs. Would you agree with that <laughs> description? Um, I, I'm, I think I'm blushing a little bit. Um, and 
because you're proud of that because i'm i'm a bit proud of that yes okay, uh, yes i like that also in in context of my um you know of my history um i'm also i think i wouldn't call myself a healer because i also stand by the by my truth that i i cannot heal anyone that's that's nothing that i can do i can i can provide a place and a space that is safe for people to grow and for people to give themselves permission to heal and to find the resources and the power to to do the work you know and to look deep and to encounter things that are not so hard and uh, not so easy to um, cope with and then to you know to heal themselves that's also that's also basically sorry you want to say something? no no all good all good I <laughs> that's also and then i stop <laughs> that's oh, no, also part <laughs> that's also part of this uh, empowered freedom that is in the title of my of my website that I'm really there. I really want to. I don't want to make, you know, the, the, the other side would be I make people dependent on me. I don't want to do that. I want to empower people to find their own path and to find their own freedom. And in order to experience freedom, you have to give yourself the permission. Yeah. I cannot do that. It helps. It helps. Yes, it helps. If I, if I encourage you, And it helps if other people around, you know, also around me, encourage me to do the same. But in the end, it's it's myself uh, who can give the permission. And the, the empowerment lays in that you choose to be free. And this needs energy, um, usually, to choose it over and over again and not take the... Uh, seemingly easy way out and hide and uh, stay small and yeah like that. um so i wanted to interrupt you a hundred times or so uh, sorry <laughs> no that's totally fine uh, i just try to discipline myself um because we have two coaches talking here so that's really <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> and i interrupt my clients all the time for the benefit of the good of course um, yes But how you described your your work and what you actually doing, because you said sexual healer, you, you're blushing a bit, but you also don't want to um, make people assume you're doing something to them which um, doesn't require action from their side, which mm -hmm. is actually their journey. And we talked in our um, pre-discussion, talked a little bit about the thing which is sticks on my computer, that everybody is on their own path and everybody works mm -hmm. in their own time. And that I don't develop people, they develop. Mm. And I think the greatest healers say exactly that. So I just want mm. to tell you, um, it's a good sign. And I'm so <laughs> proud of you that you do that. Um, if I can be so arrogant to say I'm proud of you, I'm just, you know, I think it's nice to have someone in the spiritual, sexual sector who has also mm. the ideas and these um Yeah, maybe just ideas and and ethics to mm. work. I, I really love to hear that. Mm. So what's what's your question? <laughs> that Sorry, was, that wasn't a question. That was just a compliment. Okay, uh, thank you. <laughs> I was listening, listening. If you want oh, a yeah, question, yeah, 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 yeah. I can also compliment more if you want. <laughs> you look beautiful today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know what came to my mind when you said uh, I'm I'm proud of uh, did you say you or just in anyway the the word proud is still something that triggers shame for mm. German people a lot and I can only say it from my experience I'm German as well in in um, in, what, in what way you mean when one say I'm proud of you then you feel shame or I feel shame when I say I'm proud of you Yeah, you, you said just, you know, right afterwards, you said, I don't even know if I can say it like that, you know, and I, 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 yeah, mm, yeah, so this, and this is also something that I discover in my work with clients that this celebrating yourself for, and it also fits to the thing you just read out what is on your computer, everyone is going in their own path, right? So to celebrate yourself for where you are right now 
what is present right now, what you, what you already achieved, the abundance of things that are there and what you are already, um, you know, the celebration that is connected with the emotion of, you know, being proud is still something that, um, that triggers shame in being proud um, of yourself. Yeah, being proud of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is um, this is really essential. But I don't want to. I, I feel like I'm really going into my job. I want to know no. you. <laughs> <laughs> And we also want to talk about art a little bit. No, it's true. We we do want to talk about art. I think your job is actually art, to be honest. Um, but we'll uh, also um, come to that point uh, a little later on. Um, you said um, so many clever, intelligent, smart things. Um, and I know from myself that all these ideas and um, revelations and insights, they don't come at once. It's a long journey. Mm. And on this journey, um, what was like the thing which surprised you most about yourself? It was not, uh, I think it was not a... Uh, realization in that moment but looking back I think what was transform a transformative unconscious surprise <laughs> partly conscious maybe okay. is that I also am a body Ooh. <laughs> that you know I'm like that yes there is this brain and it does wonderful things It's also, uh, it needs, you know, it needs some education and some, um, some forming. Um, but that there is, and, you know, there's universes missed if you just focus on being a brain and thinking and not feeling. And that in a way, you know, it's so... I mean, I and you, I think you too, we, we live in that bubble of, of uh, people, like a social network that is uh, more and more, I guess, at least I can say that for me, around like, uh, you know, sexuality and embodiment and art and like, not, not, it's, I'm not, not to say that there is no place for, no, no place and space for mind, but like, like my social network is more and more about uh, embodied people and empowered people and authentic people yes. and for everyone it's still a journey and and it's easy to forget that the that most societies function yeah that it's it is a bubble and the society functions mostly on different uh, paradigms so and that is so sad it instantly makes me sad to know that there are so many people out there who don't even have access yet to this world of the importance of, you know, being in your body, honoring your body, feeling, you know, feeling with your body, with the senses, um, the pleasure of movement, the pleasure of feeling free to let your body take over, not all the time, but a lot of the times, <laughs> and that there is so much potential in there, also of, of a deep wisdom, That is not just in the head. Um, and I guess, you know, in retrospective, that is the, that was the biggest uh, realization and surprise for me being raised in a culture where like work ethic, ethics, the supposed desire of having like a, an unlimited contract in a big uh, company so mm -hmm. that you are safe for the next uh, 60 years of your life. Being safe. Um, Good topic. Yeah, um, that this should be the purpose of your life and missing out on actually what really life is about. Mm. And, it, and it is only complete if you include the body. And if you allow this body of yours to be something sacred, something that has, in my experience, more wisdom than, than your mind will ever have, That is the thing that connects you to the present moment. And also without your body, I don't think you can be truly 
intimate. Hmm. And yeah. Did your did your rebellious side help you with that revelation? I would say so. (laughs) 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 Well, I think there is this part of myself that always like always pushes me uh, to 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 get out of my comfort zone. Wow. And to discover and to not stand still and to not be satisfied with something that doesn't truly feel that's it you know that's mm-hmm. that's it and and i think you know that's why also why why growth and transformation never ever stops and it's so fulfilling me this fact because you can always go deeper there is always more depth in everything once you open a door there is even a bigger room with more doors and you can always open the next door. It's, I think it's a never ending thing. And for some people that might be frightening oh, yeah. because you want, <laughs> you want to, that's also how our mind works, right? It, it, it has, it wants to have a goal. That's something that um, creates safety in the mind. You have a goal and then you develop a path and then you just do the steps and you reach there and then, whoo, here I am, but I don't think the world world is working right uh, like that. So, for some people it might be frightening, but for me it's like uh, it's it's creating a huge excitement for life. Yeah, I can see uh, that, and it's so nice <laughs> to witness you in that excitement. And I'm nearly booking a session already. Uh, <laughs> you were t- you were talking oh. about you were talking about um, intimacy, and you were talking about intimacy with yourself. Um, mm. And that we forget about that, um, that we need to create it in ourselves first. Like, you know, we need to create arousal in ourselves first to meet with a partner. Um, but how does one do that? And what does it actually mean to be intimate with yourself? Yeah, it is an, a strength in allowing everything that surface surfaces or that is present to be there not trying to push anything away but to be with whatever is and some things can feel uncomfortable like not every emotion feels um comfortable right Mm -hmm. some part of it is because we are culturally patterned of judging emotions differently and um and despite that these uncomfortable feelings are there to not push them away to be there and to to accept to accept what is how do you convince people that they can allow it i mean to be witnessed in something i don't like about myself i think that mm. sounds really hard um i convince them <laughs> <laughs> by 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 creating a space where they you know where they in 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 the pace that is good for them you know mm-hmm. i don't i don't push like self love is behind of everything and self love and intimacy is you know nearly the <clears throat> nearly sorry nearly the same thing um to experience that nothing bad happens when they allow those uncomfortable parts to be there and that the opposite happens if you if you are able if you are empowered enough to experience whatever is there as dark and as ugly as you, you your mind might judge it to be it has the potential of like this freedom i'm talking about to be free of um, of these tend- tendencies that want you, you that make you want to push them away mm. Maybe I, I need to find a different angle to approach this. So let's, you know, when I, let's approach it like you are in, you are with someone mm-hmm. and a part of you, like you are, maybe you are naked, sexually aroused or whatever, and um, <laughs> intimate, trying to be intimate. And a part of you is really occupied with trying to hide parts of yourself like um, and it can be you know something that is actually really also not even not even uh, judged as terrible but let's say your wild side 
Mm -hmm. You know, you, you like a part of you would in this account encounter would love to just be loud and probably do in your expression and in how you are and what you experience, like the, the pleasure in the moment. Um, and the opposite of it would be to be comfortable with yourself. And the next step would be to embrace whatever you are in every moment. <laughs> and the next step would be to really love what is there. <laughs> and to extend through that, really through, through being with the uncomfortable, through learning that it's safe enough to be with the uncomfortable, with the dark and the ugly, so to say. Um, the more, well, that's, that's basically the door to freedom. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. And that's why it's that's why it's worthy to do the work, and you can you know you can give the client glimpses of it you know in a in a container that still feels safe. It doesn't have to be like from you know from zero to hundred percent. It just it's it's an overwhelm for the body. You don't want to you don't want to do that. It, it's not you know it's not leading to anything for every for anyone. Um, but to slowly slowly, I use your word convince. This, the body-mind system of the client that it is safe to experience that and that it has so many advantages that it's freeing up so much energy um, because it takes a lot of it takes a fucking lot of energy to push down parts of your step of yourself constantly yeah mm. and i think it's a it's a great work you're doing if you um, do exactly what you're just uh, talking about and it's so important because um, we all are doing this constantly in every situation. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I also think it's so important that everybody starts as slowly as they want with yeah. the tiniest baby steps and really feel, feel first feel, feel their body. Mm -hmm. That's as you said in the beginning, um, while studying and wanting a proper job in a good company, we are just heads. Um, in, mm. at least in Germany, we are lots of heads walking around. <laughs> but to also see that this head is connected with oh, yeah. neck and shoulders and chest and breast and rest of the body, you know, and that mm. we can feel different things there. So um, basically our Greenberg uh, workshop was exactly kind of um, encouraging and um, letting come into life uh, exactly that, to feel mm. emotions in the body and by that digesting unlived feelings mm, yeah. because it's a lot unlived feelings right yes, we, yes, we're storing yeah. in the judgmental and 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 shameful things mm. and these also create blockages in the body and the the energy cannot can usually not move freely through your body if you store unlived emotions and sensations it's it's like it's basically like freedom is the opposite of tension i would say mm -hmm. um, and everything you do not let flow freely you hold with some kind of tension and that creates and you, you really you can picture that like seriously like holding on to something mm -hmm. and making it you know trying to i don't know trying to capture it in a way and it is like that in your body you create an area of tension and the more often you do it, like, for example, if you feel shame around a certain thing, um, the more often you repeat this, it becomes a pattern and then you don't even notice it. But there is this and, and then you create a big blockage in your body. And um, and I also want to say, I want to say, even if it doesn't fit now, but like we do everything for a good reason. Mm. I also don't want to give the, the message here that, oh, my God, how can you do, you know, please. We all need to change because nothing of us is really acceptable and enlightened yet. <laughs> yes. And nobody is broken and everything happens and we do everything out of a reason. And also unconsciously. And yeah. And the thing is that some reasons are not um, good reasons anymore. Exactly. Anymore. They were helpful in the past, helped you a lot, put you through some difficult times, but now you can let go of them. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and the path of liberation for me is to, you know, in another way to look at those tensions, to feel those tensions and to try to melt those tensions wow. in your system. Did I, did I say I book a session already? <laughs> um, I mean, after this podcast where millions and millions of people listening, uh, you really need to, um, you know, get, an, get a hot assistant. <laughs> um, Sorry, that's... No, um, looking aside, I really think this sounds really a valuable uh, skill. Um, so, but let's get really into it. What does it actually mean? And um, maybe we have a, um, an example and you can, you know, make the example about me. So let's say uh, I don't like my belly and I mm. suck it in whenever I'm naked or run um, by a mirror. Um, and um, this is part of what I understood from what you said now, which keeps me from being present when I'm naked with my partner. Mm. Is that somehow a scenario you would um, have clients with? Something like that? Yeah, can be, yes. Okay. Could you explain yeah. a little bit how you would work to, um, to make it easier to understand how you're actually working? Because I think it is uh, difficult to decide for um, a session about intimacy or shame. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that could make it easier to understand a little bit more how you actually work. Mm -hmm. How would I work with that? So usually behind that, that you don't like your belly, there's something more complex. You know, it's not just about the belly. It's about, um, yeah, it's, a, it's about a lack of self-love. Mm -hmm. So, and there are many tools you can use to, to establish more self-love to get more familiar with it to, for example, with the belly, you know, to, decide that and of course it takes power and energy to decide that who the fuck tells that this belly is not a beautiful belly Absolutely. and who the fuck decides what 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 a belly should look like and especially that you named the belly now a lot of things are going on in my head because <laughs> the belly of a woman and what treasures are in the belly is just oh my it's so it's it's Where do I even start? You know, it's the mm. center of the feminine power and it's also the center of human creativity. You know, in the in the belly, there is the womb. And I also feel, you know, when I talk about that, I already feel a bit of an aggression because we are told to have a flat belly. And it's yes. so, it is so disturbing because to hold in the belly all the time is, it's also, again, a, you know, a tension. You create tension all the time and the energy cannot flow. You have organs in your belly. So, you know, how would I work with that concretely? I think I cannot, there is no one solution for everyone. No, absolutely. It's, you said some good, um, good ideas already. Yeah. I find to, to realize, you know, we have this beautiful head. So then we can also use it as a first step to realize yeah. something and then try to feel it in our body. Yeah, so what, yeah. what I do in my um, daily yoga meditation practice, not daily, daily, but daily, um, is that I really include sending love to the bits which are Beautiful. hurting, which, are, which I don't like, which yes. is neglected, yes. and, and things like that. So yes, kind of a way. Yeah, that's absolutely a very beautiful way and you know in in flavors i totally include that that's that's totally part of the work also what you said feeling that is so 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 important especially when it comes to um i would call it body shaming you know mm -hmm. to feel how does my body feel to to touch your belly with your hands to give it like a massage and uh, with a beautiful oil like to make it a ritual to attend to your belly in the most beautiful way and decide you um, caress your belly now because it's worth worthy of being caressed and being loved. And once you allow yourself to really feel, like to really feel, not to think about your belly, but to <laughs> feel your belly, usually these, um, these, these um, blockages around 
this fragmentation, you know, between you and your belly, let's call it like that, they melt away slowly because if if you really and it's it's also a complex thing now i want to talk about trauma of course there are you know please do no that's that's <laughs> we need to have like three okay. more sessions okay um, let me postpone this I, I just yeah i just want to say of course it's individual for everyone and and yes there are like there is trauma with people that and it's hard to touch yourself so I, I'm aware of that, but usually, um, usually this is the key, you know, to touch yourself, to touch the body parts that you don't like, to look at them and really look at them. Really look at them with your eyes and not just in the filter of your mind and not just think about them, like open your eyes and really see the details and see, also experience yourself in the movement of your body, of your belly, of whatever you you do not like so much and um yeah and ed educate yourself at the same time what comes to mind now is you know for example belly dance like it's uh, like if you see the these amazing belly dancers i would be love to able to be able to do that i tried and it's so complex <laughs> to do the belly dance oh my god and it's a lot of fun right and it brings you instantly into your feminine essence and also to I, I also don't have a flat belly you know and if you wear these things you see your belly and that's it but like when you go into this dance and to the pleasure of the moment of moving your belly and your body it is very hard to hate your hate your body to hate those body parts I also think it's it's really cool what uh, helped me in that regard to be friends with my body is to really think about what it actually does for me, right? Yes, yeah. Um, so like, um, you know, I always wanted to be a fairy and um, like <laughs> wanted to wear um, like clothes from the 20s of the 19th century. You know, you need to be tall and slim and all these things I'm not. Um, but I also think like, really standing on earth with these strong legs like and mm -hmm. nobody can really push me away that's, yeah absolutely but nobody told me so um mm -hmm. i think it's great that you took up the challenge to tell people that there are different perspectives and that one can feel it inside oneself yeah um and if i might add maybe that's also also a good uh, a good teaser if nothing else helps to take the first step, there is nothing more sexy to a partner than if someone is truly embodied and in love with their body. And it does that like every study shows and every experience I have and every, you know, There's the person I talk with. <laughs> yeah, it is not about the shape of your body at all. That's, you know, that's a superficial thing. Media wants us make to believe Hollywood movies wants once make us believe exactly that that it's about the shape about the appearance but it's not like when you are really intimate with someone the most uh, up no downturning no unturning what is it the, the opposite know. of turned on turned is off. like turned off thing for uh, for your partner is if you put energy into your appearance while you are intimate, like to pose in a certain way or to um, be attentive how you might look like in, a, I don't know, in a sexual position in the end, you know, Absolutely. And, and your partner can feel that. And it, the opposite is the case. If you are really embodied, which is loving your body and just being and moving freely, like being free, that's the most sexy thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So just just for that reason, if it's just for that reason, wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> you want I, to be sexy for someone else. <laughs> I immediately want to go to some, um, um, ecstatic dance to to feel my body in that way because yeah. I really really like uh, that way of my uh, body moving, and mm -hmm. I can see in society more and more, uh, especially women, uh, opening up um, with um, showing their body how it is. Um, finding it beautiful in all kinds of shapes and sizes. And I think this is really important because for me, what lays in there, we all have to look the same. Um, 
or we have to have certain traits as a woman or a man mm. Um, mm. is some form of suppression mm. you know not not being able to especially for women to being the wild woman you can be mm. really to, and, and that's what I understand about uh, empowerment basically to to really feel the power um, mm. I was talking to a client recently and um, she was saying that her partner says um, hi are you just on your period when she is exhausting to him right mm. and that mm. might even be the case that she is mm. on her period but I think it's so important that we educate ourselves that this is the most creative thing mm. in the mm. world mm. and that he should bow, bow to her to this goddess he has at home mm. who can create life and actually created yeah. life for him in that case um and this reminds me on um the creational center you said the belly is the creational center mm. um how do you connect um intimacy with yourself also with the ability to create mm, that's a wonderful question um not consciously obviously yet <laughs> <laughs> but i love the question that's good um one point um, I think and I feel that if you allow, you know, if you are authentically intimate with yourself, there is an endless potential of creative energy flowing. First of all, because you can use all the energy that you used to uh, you used to um, take to push the things away you didn't like yep. um, into your creative processes. And because you are like, if you are authentically intimate with yourself, you are free. You are free to express yourself. And that's that would be that you know to create something is to bringing something into this world it can be a baby it can be anything else um so creation and expression are also very very connected i would say um so so yes there is there is a connection between intimacy and true intimacy and creation um and sexual energy that's the you know everyone has it and you know it because otherwise you wouldn't be here <laughs> even if you don't feel it there is sexual energy it is human and it's it's you know it's the seed of creation itself yeah um, I, i like to uh, look at it like that that we um the energy which keeps us alive the life force energy mm -hmm one yeah. says in English uh, yeah. and I think English works pretty well in that case and that's yeah. why all the tantric people speak English I guess um, <laughs> that in a in a human you can destroy a lot in a human or, or dim down but the sexual energy you are nearly not able to destroy or it's easily to wake up again mm. in my experience yeah <laughs> I also, I hope you talk in one of your episodes also about your journey in the past years. Because yeah, I was thinking about so that. You really should. Maybe, Maybe I can you do want interview to interview me. <laughs> yes, let's do that. But let's go back to our question. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, um, now, I'm, um, now I feel flattered and um, that made me forget all I wanted to say. <laughs> um, but that's, that's okay. Um, I was thinking about um, if I allow myself fully to feel this life force energy, to feel this spark of mm. life, so to feel my body fully. Um, mm. I recently discovered that um, this is a sexual feeling also when I create mm. Um, mm. because I'm allowing myself to be myself fully. Mm. And this is arousing. Yeah. Um, this can be 
sometimes is to me frightening. So all the power which is coming up. Uh, so what would your idea be to, to deal with that? This, because I think we feel pretty quickly that there is a big force uh, behind our creativity or behind mm. being original, um, accepting our dark sides. Mm. How do you deal with your clients or yourself? Mm. with this fear of oh what's going on there yeah. it's the fear of being fucking powerful yes and it is especially for us women unfortunately still a fear and it makes so much sense if you look back in history just a few hundred years of how women were yeah one gets burned one gets burned if she is really powerful and expressing her power And the fear of society about the power of the sexual expression of a woman, it is in part still there. And even though we don't get burned now <laughs> in our days, thank God. Not everywhere in the world. <laughs> not And not everywhere in the world. It is still a pattern in this world. And, and some patterns, they, they carry through generations. So for me and for a lot of clients, who deal with that and I think everyone deals with that but not every time it's like a center of a, of a coaching process it is um, very relieving to understand these um, connections between why do we why like you know to realize that we do that that we do fear our pleasure and our power like to you know it's easy to understand for our mind uh, in our society and upbringing and everything to um to say yeah it's really hard for me to feel like anger to express anger or to you know it's really uncomfortable to feel shame but we usually also have some discomfort at a certain level to experience pleasure to really allow pleasure to be there and to let it flow fully Also, because pleasure and power are really connected. <laughs> Who can stop you if you are in your pleasure? <laughs> you are really powerful, creative, and, um, and have an impact. Um, so, is that the fear well, of not belonging anymore if you are powerful? Yeah, it is usually connected to the fear of not being part of a community anymore. Because also looking back in history, it makes so much sense, you know, like for not so long ago, we women didn't even have the right to have a bank account. And even if I don't like it, we have to admit money is a big thing in this world. You need money usually to have a certain amount of freedom. Like in the end, it's only energy and it's the energy you can use to do what you want. And, and not so long ago, we were cut off these basic human rights, for example, to have our own money, to have an own bank account, to uh, vote, <laughs> you know, to be a part of society. Yeah. So we were dependent on men. And if we were not accepted in society and uh, thrown out, like not belong anymore, um, also not so long ago, this meant death, basically. Absolutely. Like you, you cannot survive on your own in a society like that. Um, And the, the, you know, the more you look back, the more sense it makes on a very existential level. Um, and then in the, in, the, uh, in the process of human development, that's just, you know, even for now for us, it's hundreds of years ago, but like in the whole process of how we are as humans, as we are now, it's just like it's it basically happened in the last five minutes. Yeah. So the fear is still there. The fear of being truly powerful beyond our imagination basically and with this with this comes the fear of not belonging anymore and the fear of basically dying like of not being safe anymore yeah yeah so it is an existential fear that needs to be taken seriously okay and then it's of yeah. course important to see um is that true or is that something which is an old fear it's yes. an inherited fear yeah am I actually well supporting myself? And yeah, yeah. can I even do something good with this energy? And yeah, yes, right. yeah, absolutely. 
yeah, the door basically to create the process that is going to the opposite direction is through the door of safety, like to create more and more safety step by step in your own system to allow yourself to expand in a way that always feels safe enough. To experience over and over again. And as this is a pattern that is, you know, not only in, in, in your being on earth now, but like in past, gen in so many past generations, it needs some time to, to really trust that you are safe enough to show up fully with all your pleasure, with all your power. And the, st the steps are the same, you know, going through experiences where you feel safe enough to expand and to show your pleasure and your power and then expand more and more and more and more, like to, to expand your comfort zone and to experience over and over and over again that it is safe. It is yeah. safe, it is safe, it is safe, yeah. And uh, what I would like to add is that it is also really important to be gentle with yourself in that process. Absolutely. Because yeah. I can imagine that when one goes one step ahead sometimes one goes two steps back and then mm. what we naturally do i know from a good friend who told me um is that we say ah oh, but why do you feel that way now why do you feel ashamed you know you worked on that why is that so um even then one needs to come back to um feel the body again you know that it's a yeah. constant journey and that it's not like a, a finite end you said in the beginning it's a that's part of what you like about it. That's a lifelong mm. journey. Yeah. And that it yeah. gets more and more interesting. Yeah. And uh, more and more you work on it. Wow. This is a um, powerful discussion. I really, really like it. Um, I was thinking when you have established your freedom with your intimacy with yourself and you feel your partner is on a different level with that. Um, have you an idea how you could approach that? Mm -hmm. Again, it's about safety, mm -hmm. compassion. Mm -hmm. um, your partner needs to trust him or herself and also then also you. You make, can make it much easier if, uh, if you encourage his or her trust in you not being judgmental. And you trying to, you know, it's it's all it's not about like being perfect in every second, but the mm. the willingness to try to embrace what is there and to not judge, to actively listen, to to hold your partner in whatever is coming up, and to to let the trust grow between you and in your partner to show up more and more to to allow him or herself to be to get more and more vulnerable how does one do the not judging that's a it's it's a training of the mind <laughs> <laughs> a lot because uh one of the default tasks of the mind is to judge right that's mm -hmm. how we go through life like it, and it, this is good for something right i heard and it is good for something yes you can differentiate between things what you want, what you don't want. And on a certain level, that ab makes absolutely sense, right? Um, but this, this uh, pattern, the mind does it with everything. So, um, so again, you have to be very tuned in and very conscious with what's going on in you and to create and cre create more and more freedom between the, the um, how to say the, what gets into your system and your reaction. So through, you know, through conscious consciousness practices, mindfulness practices, you, you create this space of freedom. You expand the space of freedom between the, the impulse. No, it's not the impulse, the input mm -hmm. and the reaction so that you can have you know, finally more of an action, taking an action, a conscious action than just reacting on something. Usually the judgment that comes instantly, um, you know, if we are not conscious about it, we react onto something very quickly and um, sometimes even how we never wanted to, <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if we take a step back. So 
how do we not judge? It's it's a mindset work, and it's also a work around more and more acceptance and love and embracing. The more it again, we come back to this: uh, learn to be intimate with yourself, mm -hmm. experience this, and cultivate this love for all of your parts, all all your parts: the light and the dark, the ugly and the beautiful, the you know that pleasure and the discomfort the more you are able to to have this with yourself the less you will judge other people the more you are also embracing other like your partner's dark sides your partner's challenges your partner's um, traits that make him or her feel uncomfortable we talked about so many things now we talked about being intimate with ourselves Uh, we talked about shame. We talked about being intimate with a partner and that it is a combination of getting conscious in your mind and becoming aware in your body. Mm. Would you agree that's kind of this combination? We all are on our path when it comes to intimacy. Yeah, yes. Yeah, being conscious and, and being accepting. Being accepting. Yeah, okay. not only being conscious, but being accepting. Because only if you accept something, I think you can, maybe that's, a, you know, it, it, it's dependent on one, one, one another. Only if you are accept, you can be fully conscious with something. Even if you're accepting, you're not accepting. Even if you're accepting, you're not accepting. Yes. And that's actually a really uh, cool thing also in, you know, training to be mindful. There will, you you know, it's it's easy to be mindful in every moment if you are in a monastery and there is, you know, there is a very, very hard structure, let, you know, so to say, and you know what to do and you can surrender to every moment. But to be mindful in every moment in our society with all the things that are going on and all the inputs all the time, it's really hard. But the more you, you, you practice mindfulness, the more you notice the moments or can consciously decide, well, I'm, I'm not mindful right now. That's okay. You know, and so that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You can add this uh, level of the witness, which is basically also behind most of the things, if not everything I said, like to be a witness of yourself, to distance yourself from, from the thoughts, for example, you know, you are not your thoughts. You're not only your, of course, part of it is that's you. <laughs> But the more you are getting conscious around and being are able to distance yourself, you notice also that thoughts are running around and floating through all the time. And not only with thoughts, but also with uh, sensations and emotions, not everything is created in your own system. If you are very empathetic, um, and I think every everybody can be, you know, it's it's also, you can train yourself to, to sense more. Um, you will notice that you can sense another one's emotion. And if you are not careful, you mistake it as your own emotion. Oh, yeah. Right. In, in like in family systems, that's very obvious, you know, that children take on the emotions of the parents and don't even know why they feel sad. And that if that's a pattern in in a parent, then and, you know, the child is not conscious about uh, what's happening later in life. Maybe this person will be super sad and never knows like why, 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 why. Yeah. But it's not their own emotion. So the witness position is a really important tool. Yeah. And therefore, it's really good to that we also have our little heads um, because then we can um, get the knowledge that yeah. this actually exists. And maybe it's, a, yeah. um, it's something which also applies to me. Yeah. Melanie, we had such a beautiful talk. We I'm did. so thankful that you had so much time for me. Um, I want to ask one last question um, in, in regards to, to your work as a... I still call you sexual healer. Um, what do you is there is there a wish is there a wish you would have for yourself, for your clients, or even for the world? Um, what you want to 
them to find out about themselves or look into? Would there be something? Mm. Oof, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> How do I decide now? I think one thing that is really missing in our world and in most of us is this essence of love, you know, that we experience that this is our true nature and that, that we also realize that we do a lot of things out of fear and that we are not so different from each other and that conflict and suffering is a lot of the time created out of fear-based reactions and that everyone, including me, you know, I'm also still a student uh, and a practitioner, to be connected to this essence that, you know, that love is the love and bliss and pleasure and pure consciousness. Um, but to bring it down more concrete, that, that love is what we are all made of also <laughs> and that we are not so different from each other in what we desire that that every human being desires in its core connection and intimacy would make things so much more easy and so much more expansive and pleasurable in this world very nice wish thank mm -hmm. you so much and um yeah I hope we see each other soon in real life or online. Yes, me too. Me too. And yeah, we keep in touch. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, do. <laughs> Thanks so much for your time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, lovely humans, for listening to this episode of my podcast, Sex and Art. Make sure to check out the links in the description box about Melanie and her services. Highly recommended. If you want to support this podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe. And I hope we hear each other soon in the next episode. Have a lovely day.